welcome to the We Talk Health podcast, the official podcast for West Tennessee Healthcare. Please be advised that this podcast is not intended to replace any medical advice. Always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing said in this podcast is intended to supersede or supplement the direction of your medical caretakers. If you have any questions, please reach out to us at wetalkhealthpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer any questions you may have. Welcome to another episode of We Talk Health. This is Tammy. We've kicked Will out today because we are celebrating Women's Health Month, the month of May. And we are having coffee conversation, a room full of girls talking about all things women. Today I have some ladies with me, all ages, and we are going to discuss some of the things that we've been going through over the past year, some of the things we've been experiencing because of COVID, and some ways to make some healthy choices and changes in our lives. So I'm going to let everybody in the room introduce themselves. I'll start with me. I'm Tammy Hardy. I'm a nurse. I work for the Women's Center and Ayers Children's Medical Center. I do marketing and we do community education. We haven't been able to get out in the community as much in the past year, so we're bringing our information to you through this. To my left is Carrie Ann Knox, and I'll let her introduce herself. Great. Thanks, Tammy. I'm Carrie Ann Knox, as she just said, and I am a nurse also, like Tammy. I work at the Kirkland Cancer Center in marketing and community outreach coordinator. That's what I do every day, and that encompasses a little bit of everything. So I'm so happy to be here with you today. I am Abby Mays. I am a clinical dietitian here at Jackson General Hospital. I'm covering all different kinds of floors, seeing all different kinds of patients each and every day. So just bringing some nutrition to the talk today. Thank I'm you, excited. Tammy. I'm excited to hear what you have to say yeah. about our stress eating over the past year. Yes. Hey, I'm Emily Muse. I'm the Marketing and Community Outreach Manager at Live Wellness Center. And today I'm going to be addressing making time for exercise and how important that is. That's going to be a great topic too. So as we delve into some of the issues, one thing I do want to bring up is that we as women end up taking so much time. We spend half our life taking care of everybody else, our kids, our parents, our husbands, everybody that's in our life, we fail to take care of ourselves. Um, we put our health and um, everything, us, on the back burner while we're taking care of everybody else. It's not selfish to have self-care. And actually it's beneficial because if you're not at your best, if you're not performing at a, with a full cup, how are you gonna be able to help other people? Right. So, so these are some of the things that we wanna talk about is how can we as women take back control of ourselves? Abby, would you like to talk about some of the stress eating that we've experienced over the past year? Oh, definitely. I mean. I feel like stress eating has become a, a big thing for a lot of people, mm -hmm. all ages, you know, across the board. During the pandemic, a lot of us may have been at home some. When you're at home, you've got unlimited resources at your fingertips, you know, from your cupboards to your pantry to your fridge and your freezer. So boredom plays a big part in that, I feel like. Even if we were at work, you know, we were stressed about what was going on mm -hmm. in the hospitals, in the clinic settings, whatever jobs uh, people may have had. So takeout became a thing. And so we were making some unhealthy choices as far as takeout goes, just what was fast and convenient. So I think just for ourselves, we have to get back to what are those core principles that we know 
are important for healthy eating. That's going to be the biggest thing that I try to stress to everybody is the my plate. If you've never seen that, that's out uh, by the USDA. It is kind of what most of us dietitians base a lot of our education and resource tools on. It's making sure that you've got protein at every meal. Protein is going to be your meats, your eggs, beans and peas, nuts, nut, you know, nut butters, things like that. Um, filling half of your plate with fruits and vegetables. Fruits and vegetables can be easy, y'all. Think freezer first and foremost. Pop those in the microwave. They're done in five minutes. You have those at every meal. Put them in your to-go box for the next day to take to lunch or whatever. As the farmer's market is opening back up, things are fresh and in season, so that's exciting. That gets you out of the house. As Emily will, I'm sure, talk about here in a little bit, that's some physical activity. That's being out in the sunlight, being a little bit more active, but it's helping you, you know, choose fresh produce that you can use at your house and throughout, you know, the days at work and so forth. Um, I think one of the biggest things I tell a lot of people in education is meal planning. Do we all meal plan in here? I don't, but I do it occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's something that... Meal planning doesn't have to be, okay, I've got to make sure I've got this, this, and this. That could just be making a grocery list and thinking ahead for the week and saying, okay, well, I think on Monday, you know, we've got ball games. We might have to do this this night. Tuesday, we're going to be at home. Let's enjoy time around the dinner table. Wednesday, you know, it might be church night, so forth and so on. It's not necessarily making sure I've got a, you know, five-course meal planned out. It's just Preparing a grocery list and being prepared when you go to the grocery store. Click list is a big thing right now. I think personally for me, Uh click list Uh helps me from grabbing things off the shelf that I know I don't need. Mm -hmm. And that's part of stress eating. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Me too. You you know, it might pop up, but you're like, no, I don't want to add that to my cart right now and just move on and keep on with your grocery list. Other things could be distractions. You know, we're distracted every day. Do we have our cell phones at the table? Uh huh. Yeah. Do we have TVs on <laughs> in the background? Kids are yeah. at the table. Husbands at the table. Significant others are at the table. Those things. So we just have to be present and in the moment too, because when we're distracted, we can overeat like that, and that's a big thing. Just remembering those cues. So I mean, I definitely think stress eating is a big thing, but we've got to get back to healthier eating and And I hope some of those tips helped yeah and Abby when people would tell us a long time ago that eating and eating in front of the television was not a good idea I didn't understand why but then when you're looking at a good movie you want that popcorn through that entire movie don't you Mm -hmm. and so if you were just (laughs) eating at the table and then finish what you're going to eat at the table and come back to the movie that's different right but if you're set up with your whole smorgasbord around you when you're watching television you're going to gain about couple of pounds just sitting there watching your favorite movie yeah that That mindless eating that is mindless eating mindless and just because i had some tips and some facts that i brought with me talking about the weight gain i was looking the percentage weight gain for 20 to 39 year olds is about 51.7 percent just in that age frame okay 40 to 59 year old women tend to gain 61.8 percent all right. So it's just something to keep in mind is if we don't want to fall into those statistics, some of that's hormonal. We all go through that. Gosh. 
But with the pandemic that we've been in, that just contributes more. So we've got to make those lifestyle changes to get away from that statistic. And inactivity, I think, has played a role in that as well. So Emily, you might want to offer some information about how we can bring exercise back into our life. I know a lot of people avoided the gym because of the closeness of people and the not wearing masks and just unsure and Mm -hmm. uncertain. And I get that. But now the things are opening back up it is safer so Emily help us out a little bit with that exercise absolutely and I think it goes back to you have to have a full cup to be able to pour in other people's lives and you're not taking care of yourself you can't take care of other people and you know a lot of people think exercise they think a gym a location but really exercise can be getting out walking um, playing with your kids in the backyard playing with your kid dancing in the living room anything can be exercise a lot of people constituate exercise is getting on a treadmill or lifting a certain amount of weights and they don't think of maybe riding your bike at a local park is just as beneficial and maybe actually it's more mental health for you as well you know if you don't like the stigma of having to go to the gym before or after work or maybe you don't have time or you've got other things going on your kids have ball games and you can't get there after work you know, walking around their soccer fields or their baseball fields just to be moving because not only is, you know, healthy eating extremely important, it's movement. You can eat healthy all day long, but if you're still not moving, you are not adding to the pouring from your cup again. So, you know, and one hour of your day is only 4%. So if you can't give one hour of your time to your mental health, your exercise, your healthy eating, then you may need to reevaluate what you have on your schedule. With exercise, consistency is key. You're not going to get healthy by doing 30 minutes one day a week or one time, one workout. You know, it's it's building on those small habits. It's maybe walking on your lunch break at work, 30 minutes of it if you have an hour, or it's going outside 30 minutes after you get home, or maybe it is going to the gym. We would love to have you at Lyft, but if it's not your thing, do something else that's active. You know, and I'll kind of hit on with Abby, she said about having healthy snacks. It's kind of like if your kids are on the go, not only do you need to be exercising, but maybe having healthy snacks in your car. Oh yeah. Even just sure. like ready to go so you don't you're not going through a drive-through on the way to the ball games or to whatever things you have going on with your family. So if you'll just take like 30 minutes a day and just do something moving and, you know, maybe think about 10,000 steps a day and that doesn't have to be gained on a treadmill or out for a run, just movement in general. That's great. That's very beneficial. And yeah, I think sometimes you forget that exercise can be in places other than just a gym. Right. And spending a little bit of your lunch break instead of sitting at your desk like like you've been all morning, getting up, getting out, getting active. Okay, so Carrie Ann, I put off and delayed some of my doctor's appointments last year, and I know how important it is that we keep that annual checkup. Can you talk a little bit about encouraging women to get these appointments that need to be made? Sure, sure, thank you for that. Unfortunately, one of the fallouts from this pandemic is that not only have we had bad eating, stress eating, and we haven't exercised like we probably should have, we were sort of paralyzed not knowing what to do weren't we mm-hmm. we were just paralyzed and women should i do that should i do this is this gonna cause me to have you know to to be at risk for for 
for the COVID-19 or whatever, but a big fallout from it was that people were afraid to go to their doctor's offices because that's where the sick people were. And another big fallout was that they stopped having their cancer screenings. Now I'm going to talk specifically about a few of the cancer issues that has come about because of the pandemic. So we've been in the pandemic, what, a year and some months Mm -hmm. now? And we know that screening, cancer screening saves lives. We know that because once you get a screening, it's able to catch cancer that you didn't even know was there. That's why we get screenings, not because we're sick, but because We are at a certain age group and national organizations like American Cancer Society and other national organizations tell us when we probably need to be having our breast screenings done and our colon cancer screenings done and all of that. We catch those things on a daily basis just because people were mindful enough to get their cancer screenings done. I'm going to be bold enough to say that getting your screenings, your cancer screenings, can add days to your life. Because if you can catch a cancer early, the treatment is easier, and being able to eradicate that cancer becomes easier to do. The physicians have have a longer, you know, a, a head start on the cancer. You don't come in already at stage three and four. You're more at a stage one when, um, when a screening can catch that. So to all of you out there listening, please don't put that off anymore. Also, this month is not only Women's Month. This is uh, Skin Cancer Awareness Month. Y'all, the sun is out. Even though it's been raining a lot, the sun is out. It's a beautiful day today. And we're thinking about going to the beach. We're thinking about going camping. We're doing all things outside. And we're not prepared because we forget about the largest organ in our body, and that is the skin. And I tell everybody, the skin doesn't forget. It's like an elephant. Most of the time when we get, when we get enough sense to start doing things for our skin that we should do, sometimes we've had so much damage to the skin. Years ago when we were putting oil on our bodies and roasting under the sun, mm-hmm. the skin never forgets that. And so down the road, if you're diagnosed with skin cancer, the first thing women want to say, and I don't blame them, they say, I put on skin screening all the time, and I always have at least a 30 SPF, and and I'm always doing what I'm supposed to do. I wear a hat, I wear sunglasses. That's great, but what did you do when you were 18 and 19 years old? So we need to get this out to even our younger women, women that are not even, even in their 20s and 30s and 40s, like some of us are sitting here, that we need to remind them at 15 and 16, don't do that. We were laughing earlier about getting a spray tan Love it. It's such a better decision than going Mm -hmm. and sitting under a lamp and getting tanned. Isn't it number one cancer? It is the number one cancer in the United States, skin cancer. Now, it's not the highest mortality rate. Lung cancer is that. But lung cancer kills more people than any other cancer in the world. But skin cancer... More people are diagnosed with skin cancer in the United States than any other cancer in, that's, wow. that's known to man. So we know that, that that's an issue. I won't go on and, um, about that, but if y'all want to interject and ask questions about that, I want to say one, one last thing about if you can remember the kind of the slogan called slip, slop, slap, and rap. Most people have heard about that. <laughs> 
Have y'all heard about uh-uh, that, ladies? No. no. I thought I thought everybody no. had heard about that. But in, in the cancer world, we all remember slip, slop, slap, and rap. And what that means is when the sun is out, slip on a light shirt. Slip on a lightweight shirt. Most people think when the sun is out, it's time to rid yourself of clothes. Those UV rays are right there, loving that skin and damaging it. It's best if you're out cutting the grass or doing something in the sun. Put on a lightweight shirt to cover your skin, and uh, it's always better. So that slip on something, that's for slip. Slop is to use slop on your sunscreen, at least 30 SPF, at least that. And make sure if you are at that beach and you're swimming in the water, make sure you reapply every two hours if you're in water. Slap is slap on a hat with a brim, you guys. <laughs> do you towel. know yeah, yeah, do you know how cute that is to have on a hat in the summertime or in the springtime? So slap on a hat with a brim. It's great to cover your ears too with that brim because it it just helps those outward parts of our bodies like the nose and the ears really get skin cancers a lot. So just cover those up. And the last one is wrap. And that means wrap some sunglasses around your face. <laughs> you know, our eyes are affected too by the sun. So yeah, slip, slop, like slap, that. and That's wrap. Good. So remember that. That is great. For skin yep. cancer. You know, they say awareness. the older you get, the wiser you get. And I do have to say, attributed to what you just said, my grandmother says she stays cooler in the summer when she's outside doing yard work if she has on a long light you know, lightweight shirt Mm -hmm. and her brimmed hat and sunglasses. You do. But especially as an American, in in America, we have a different way of looking at that. We said, let's go with the shortest shorts we can go and let's get everything off our shoulders and wear a little tube top or whatever y'all call it nowadays. I I have forgotten my tube top top days, crop tops or tube tops or whatever. (laughs) But uh, you really are, uh, yeah. That's wise. You really are cooler when you put on a lightweight shirt or yeah. lightweight pants and or longer shorts. And uh, instead of being just exposed to the burning sun. Mm-hmm. Well, that's some great information. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Carrie. So um, know your body. I think basically it's what she's saying. Know your body. So that way, if something pops up that's not quite normal, something hasn't been there, get it checked out. You should be going back and getting your pap smears done, your mammograms done, colonoscopy if it's time. Yes. Um, And if you just go to your doctor, he's going to recommend what test, depending on what age group you fall in, that you need. Um, Also, some other things is that we all need plenty of sleep, seven to nine hours of sleep a night. Some of us have been working from home probably because of COVID, and our sleep hours may have changed a little bit because we may be staying up later because we can sleep later. So get back into that routine of seven to nine hours good quality sleep. Um, it also helps with um, giving you a less increased risk of heart disease and stroke if you get a good night's rest. Um, and then water, and I know all of y'all will say something about drinking water because it benefits every single thing. Mm-hmm. It hits oh, the yes. dietary world, it hits the workout mm-hmm. world, and it definitely hits the cancer world yes, because it. water is just like the miracle creation. And for women, we need about 11 and a half cups, which is around 92 ounces, but it can change depending on your body size, your activity level, the weather, where you live. So your specific water requirements may change, and y'all may know more about well, I think, recommendations. and I can attribute to the, that this week, is I've just felt so sluggish some days. The more and the more I thought about it, I'm like, I've not been drinking my water like I normally do. I think water makes us 
if we don't have enough water intake, we don't feel good, which leads to poor exercise, mm-hmm. poor sleep habits, you know, all the different things that go on with us as women. So water's very, very important for so many reasons. And, you know, I was talking to my parents not that long ago about water, and I'm like, how much water do you drink? So they're really trying to do more healthier habits. And, you know, I think it was said maybe one or two bottles a day, and the thought of 90-something ounces – to somebody that doesn't drink very much water is kind of overwhelming. Right. So what I, you know, told them to do is start really small. Just add one more bottle of water. Exactly. And don't try to drink 90-something ounces Mm -hmm. your first week or you're going to be overwhelmed. Or don't try to, you know, exercise every day of the week or eat, overhaul your diet. you got to start small and build. Your habits got to be small and then they will grow. So like the water, you know, just add one more bottle. And I also thought, you know, if you're a person that likes to refill bottles, get a bottle you really love, not just a random water bottle that you don't really care about, so that you're carrying it around with you and you're going to drink it more. Mm-hmm. Makes it fun. Yeah, to yeah, drink yeah that's that a water. good idea. I haven't thought about that. Yeah. How do y'all feel about water additives? You know, things that like I know there's a lot of things out there that don't necessarily add sugar. Emily and Abby, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they make the water taste better. You know, some people that don't drink water, they'll say, "I don't like water." Mm-hmm. You know, I so what do y'all suggest? What do you suggest, Abby, for that? I suggest anything that you like as long as it's not sugar as the main ingredient inside of it. So, like anything like the Crystal Lights, the Mio's, those are the ones that come to my head off, yeah. you know, off the top of my head. Store bought yeah. brand. Yeah, you know, we you use Crystal Light. My husband puts that in water all the time. And I was just wondering, was, you know. Yeah, definitely. Because a lot of people, water gets old. It does. I mm-hmm. mean, even for somebody. Like any of us that do pretty well with drinking water, it does get old. So if you add any of your favorite flavors, mix it up, um, that helps you get more water intake. Well, y'all, I think this was a good conversation. I think Definitely. I think we hit a lot of some really good points and some good topics. Is there anything that anybody else wants to add before we close? I don't think so. I think we hit you, you already hit on it, so I won't add a long uh, scenario, but, you know, when you when we think about women's health and we think about women's cancer health, first thing we think about is breast cancer, usually, right. don't we? we usually, right. Not that it's the only female cancer that we have to worry about. Uh, we're about ovarian and everything else, but breast cancer, um, I was talking to our nurse navigator at the Kirkland Cancer Center just a little bit ago, and she said, you know, she still recommends yearly mammograms if you can get them. Uh, because a lot of times those mammograms can catch the cancer before the patient can even feel it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's things there sometimes that you cannot even palpate. You can't even feel it. So it's so important to do those. And it affects one in eight women. It does. It affects one one in eight women. Thank you. And especially if you're high risk and if you've got a family history of breast cancer, it's so important. But lately we see... Uh, women coming in uh, having breast cancer that don't have any family history. So that's not always true about family history. We need to do something in October for that and just do do a whole podcast. I think that would be be good. Well, thank y'all. This has been so much fun, and I want to do this again. Thank you. We need to. I think we, there's a lot of topics that we could just oh, focus we, on. We didn't. We we just hit the top. We right. just yes. we just hit the top of the. I mean, it's so much more to talk about about women's health. Maybe yeah. we can do this again. Yeah. You know, there's one more thing I want to add, and you know, if there's someone listening to this that maybe is not really knowing where to start with their health journey, the thing that you could ask yourself is, what would a healthy person do, and go from there. That's a good Perfect. idea. Yeah. True. 
Perfect. Yeah. Very good. Perfect. And I think us talking earlier about, you know, having the struggles of we take on everything maybe as the woman in our lives mm-hmm. every day, self-care, as we talked about, find that person that you can go to, to vent to, to talk to. Don't keep that all to yourself. I think sometimes we as women try to bottle that up and say, well, we can get through that. Um, find your avenue of release right. um, in healthy ways like we've talked about today, but also have that go-to person that you can always turn to and discuss issues or thoughts that you may be having. That's a great idea. And I believe we have another podcast that will be out this month on <gasps> women's mental health. Yay, so good. that will be, um, make sure you tune into that so you can get a lot more details. So thanks you all for being here. Thank you for um, sharing your expertise. Y'all are so much fun. I can't wait to do this again. But thank you all, mainly listeners, for listening to another episode of We Talk Health.